Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, good morning, everybody. Happy NFL Sunday. Welcome back to another Sunday episode of Football Fan Rush Radio. We got your host, Cass. I got Mike and Michael on both sides, and we have quite a few issues to tackle. So, good morning, guys. What is going on? Good morning. Oh. We're alive. We're awake and we're alive. And well, thank goodness that we made it through this NFL week because, oh my gosh, it's, um, it's, it's, it's been crazy from game to, to the amount of information that's come out. It's nuts. We having heart attacks over here trying to survive. Right. We just stressed out. We don't know if we playing <laughs> or not. We on the injury list. Oh, gosh. <laughs> well, I know I'm Did on the injury list. There? I would... I've been hobbling for about the same lot of week as they've been hobbling, so I know how they feel. <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, they, they've been the injury reports, injury lists, and, man, so, just so the before, number of wait, players that are before we really, But before we really, really get into this, we definitely have to show a ton of love to Clark Street Sports. They always have our back. Right here in Chicago, across from the United Center, amazing place to order apparel in-store, online some of the best people yes yes give it up for them some of the best people you'll ever meet so clark street sports thank you clark street sports keeps taking care of us so we gonna take care of them all right so now that we've gotten our favorites out of the way i think we want to kick it off with the fact that football has started for week three it kicked off with the Atlanta Falcons doing something to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers that ruled this football based on definition, but when I was watching it, I was a little bit confused. We also, being that our show is founded in Chicago and we've watched the Bears growing up, we've been fans of Devin Hester, and what we watched Devin Hester do to the Buccaneers was really amazing. So we're going to start our show, despite the fact that the Bears actually play the Jets on Monday, we're going to kick our show off with the Bears. And Mr. Mike, would you like to take the lead on that one? Well, we can start with the Bears, but before we get to the Bears, we have to, as a Bears fan, we have to give props to the great Devin Hester. And, yes, yes, that's, that's uh, Devin, Hester. Hester. Devin Hester. Yes, stand up, Devin. Devin. Devin Hester did Devin Hester, and one of the things that a lot of uh, uh, football fans forget is that. Roddy White was out with an injury, just like half the uh, the rest of the football league. So it made it the not the Roddy White and Julio Jones show. It was the Julio Jones and Devin Hester show. So Devin Hester getting tons of receptions. Devin Hester getting a uh, a running touchdown, and Devin Hester returning kicks. Now, my question for Lovey Smith, being the former Bears coach, is why did you kick to Devin Hester? Not even just why did you kick to him. After he runs one back on you, you you continue to kick to him. Devin Hester did his thing. And Devin Hester also became only the second player in NFL history to have a touchdown from a, a running play a receiving play, a kick return, a punt return, and a missed field goal. So he's only the second 
the only other person to do it uh, last played in the NFL in 1968. So this is a this is a real this is a real stat, not one of those fake stats that say last he last did it since he had lunch on a Tuesday while walking down the street. Those, those fake stats. This is a real stat. Only the second person in history. But we are talking about the NFC North, and uh, we said we were going to talk about the Bears. Since we're going to do that, we're going to bring it full circle and bring it around to the Bears. And one of the things that people often talk about is the Devin Hester era and the Corey Graham era and the Dave Tobe era. Dave Tobe being the great special teams coach that the Bears have had. And why didn't the Bears keep Dave Tobe? Well, that's a whole Mm -hmm. long story within itself. Uh, The Bears wanted to keep Dave Tobe as a special teams coach, but Dave Tobe basically took that as an insult because they didn't even consider him to interview him for the head coaching position, so he said, I'm gone. Now, the difference between Dave Tobe and Joe DiCamillis is a philosophy in that Dave Tobe turned special teams players into that team's backups. That's what he notoriously does, but they're they're special teams players primarily. Hence why Corey Graham has gone to a ton of Pro Bowls because of his his, uh, special teams play. He has gone to Pro Bowls with the Bears, and because of what he learned while he was with the Bears, he went to Pro Bowls again while he was with the Ravens. That's what Dave Tobe does. He takes special teams players and turns them to the backups. Now, Joe DiCamillis, he does something in reverse. And you, we're seeing the, I don't want to say the fruits, but we're seeing the reality of a difference in philosophy. He takes that team's backups and tries to turn them into that team's special teams players. And not to say that it can't work, but, with that in mind is you have to deal with the reality of it's going to take a while. But the Bears special teams is so bad, we don't have time to be testing theories. We need special teamers right now. Now Well apparently the- I I mean I know you're saying I know you're saying testing theories, but apparently whatever scheme that he has put on the table, um they believed in and they believe it will work. It's the caliber of players that they do have that they are working with, but they actually believe that the scheme will work. And I think it's just because of the outlook that they were looking at, especially moving toward being effective on both sides of the ball. We've always had a history in Chicago. We will eat you alive. We are the defensive kings, doing better than us. So now we really are seeing a lot more on offense. So maybe they've taken a little bit of focus off the special teams. It is not the best that, that we've seen in Chicago. Definitely starting off this season from the preseason till now. So, unfortunately, if this is a scheme and it's supposed to take time, then, you know, um, that's what the team bought into. Go ahead, Michael. Well, I think also, like, what you have to consider is, and I've been on, you know, having played, that's how it was when I was in college. You had one coach, you know, who had a different way of doing things, and so – he was more or less, we're going to throw the ball limited, but we're going to really try to have more of a ground game or a more balanced attack. The next right. coach comes in and says, I have kids who is, I have receivers who are, who may be short, 
you know. But, However, and, right. these kids are running like so for forty yard, you know, dashes, and they got great hands. You know, I played with Randy Gatewood and you know, Henry Bailey and, you know, those cats. And these are people that went on to play in the league for a while. Randy played in the Arena League um, and, you know, has went on to be in the Hall of Fame there with the Arizona Rattlers. But, you know, scheme does make a difference and it does take time for everything to develop. So, but at the same time, you don't really have time at this level. You have to have those things in place already. It has to be where, you know, and and you can't be playing that – you know, if these if this is what they went out and they acquired and they they looked at at how they've stacked the box and the players that they have and they've looked at them on paper and they've seen them in training camp and they saw them in preseason, they were like, yeah, with the plan you've got in place, these guys will work, and it's not working. It's not at all. <sighs> I mean, you know, it's, it's, as far it's not. It's like they're they're you know with the results of last week's game, you know, which I think shocked everybody, um, me included. But at the same time, with the results of last week's game, if they if if they've taken this week, this past week, to really shore up and really work out how to make their special teams more effective, how to really get that cohesiveness so they can have that. Because once they get that part of it, I don't think them, you know, being two and one tomorrow may be an issue. You know, however, you know, it's still it's a week to week thing. It's a day to day thing. You can have well, I. You know, I personally have a little, little injury list that I'm kind of like saving myself because, you know, you say before he say <laughs> a list, so I'm kind of scared yeah. to take a glance at it, to be honest with it's, you. It's, it's pretty back. big. It's yeah. The, the, the injury yeah, novel is long. Yeah, it's on his way to me. <laughs> he called it a novel. The brutal version. <laughs> I mean, it is. It's got chapters. Oh, man. It's not like... <laughs> Like we too have you got you got the out chapter, you got the problem <laughs> chapter, you got the questionable chapter, you got the doubtful chapter, and each and one, of those, each one of those is long. <laughs> it's like Bible verses. Oh, it's like <laughs> Peter with six thousand uh, verses to read. There you go. <laughs> so it's, oh, wow. it's it's a little rough. This this is a rough season, doubtful, and I'll hold out, that coming probable, to the very end. And, and that's, and that's you know oh, what? That, wow. That's the theme, the theme of the NFL: doubtful, probable, game time decision, questionable. There you go. That sums every Sunday up. Yeah. We'll start and, in a couple months. Right there. There you have it. And to be honest, as a Bears fan, the Bears traditionally in recent years, traditionally in recent years, the Bears have not done well at national games with the Sunday night football and Monday night football. But I'm not gonna lie. Sunday night football yeah, last week is the reason me. why we got the Sunday night football is the reason why Brandon Marshall was able to play because had they played at noon, he would not have played. And so give Monday. them a whole so extra day. Said, so now with that being said, what's up with him and Alshon for Monday? I'm so happy that we have an extra day for them to sit on their behind. Oh, you know what? Because, <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, with you, all the <laughs> well, you know, I'm I mean, I've had man up, man up, y'all playing tonight. Man up, what you gonna do? With, Shake it off. With the, with the ankle injury, you know, you with like, their ankle injury. We could sneak in. We well, see, like Michael, with, with an ankle injury, you could sometimes just time just works in your favor. With that hamstring, it's just gonna no. be an irritant all season. Hey, look, I've had man, I've had a severe ankle injury. Trust me, I already know how that works. But if you oh. can go out there and you can play on it, 
and and he played as well as he played last week. That's what I watched. I watched how no. he cut. You know, I watched how he you know, how that. what he did. What, I don't. I don't think he'll be. He won't be doing that this week. this week. Um, no, I don't see it this week. <laughs> I don't see it. Let, wait, let's call. Let's call Mark Tresman and see if. Let's see. Uh-oh. He put us on hold. He didn't even want to talk to us. Mark Tresman put us on hold because he don't know who's playing either. We don't know who's playing. <laughs> Mark Tresman gonna say he's got an ankle. He's got a hamstring. <laughs> That's all he's gonna say. And it's gonna be a game time decision. We on hold. That's crazy. We've been put on hold by one. <laughs> <laughs> All I'm gonna say is well, it's, it's, someone's it's in the studio dancing with like, us. When we, when we call my squad, when I get on them next, it's probably Sorry, you the know. The number you have dialed is not in service at this time. I bet it is. See? I bet it is in Minnesota. No, somebody <laughs> called the wrong number. He gave, he gave us the wrong me, number. So. <laughs> no, it was the right number. <laughs> Uh huh. Right yeah. number. They just have a disconnection right now. It's not in service at this time. We are not accepting calls at this time. We cannot do it. We understand. We get it. But we okay. will be accepting calls starting February third, twenty fifteen. If you have any questions, okay. Sound time, engineer. Sound engineer. When the number on the piece of paper reads seven 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 ninety three eleven, that's the wrong number. That's also in Minnesota, though. <laughs> Time. <laughs> Let it go. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm with you. That's the wrong number. Oh my god. <laughs> we gonna hear that one. We gonna call that number. <laughs> See. Nobody answered in my slides. Jesus. So okay, but let's get back to football because I just I'm. <laughs> I am a Vikings fan. But before we swing it over to the upper Midwest, let's close out um, the Bears situation. Quite a few key injuries besides what we know that's been openly and consistently reported about Brandon Marshall and Austin Jeffrey. What other injuries are we looking at in that matchup from the Jets and also from the Bears side of the ball as of today? I know it's Sunday. Things could change tomorrow before game time. But as of right now, who do you have on your novel list of injuries? We need some like Harlequin um, Romanesque music in the background for this. We still are without Roberto Garza. We are still without Matt Slauson. Except he got on color jersey. Oh, gosh. Mm-hmm. Uh, Peanut <laughs> is gone for the season. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, we got Trevor Scott is doubtful. Jay Ratliff is out with a concussion still. Josh Morgan is probable. He's in that probable chapter. Jared Allen is tweaked his back, so he's still in the probable chapter. Chris Conti, we want him making super dives for, for uh, interceptions. Yeah, that's about it. Uh, he's probable. Uh, Shay McClellan, he's out. I want to say, make me another one, Sam. Sherry uh, McManus. No. It's out. Um, that that is that enough? Oh, is that oh enough I'm sorry. Was that just the Bears? <laughs> that was just that was, the Bears. Oh, oh okay, we didn't so talk about the Jets. Okay, hit the Jets. All right, cue the music. All right, let me get another drink. Oh man, uh, <laughs> you want me to cue the Jets? Oh, what 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 what? Yes, what it's we a matchup. 
It's a matchup. Oh, they don't care. We might have favorite teams, but we are not one. They do count. What do you mean that they don't count? Because they're just the Jets. They're Rex Ryan's team. I don't want to talk about the team that the the Bears. You have to. We have to just. We have to put it in perspective. We have to know what they have to share it with the people, man. You're keeping us in suspense. Okay. Well, their novel isn't as long. Okay. They have Nick Nick Ballor at linebacker. He's probable. See, the problem that I have with them. They don't have as many chapters. They just have the probable chapter, the doubtful chapter, and the questionable chapter. The only, the main one that a lot of people are noticing is uh, Eric Decker at, is questionable, and D. Milliner is, yeah, uh, and D. Milliner is doubtful. But and those, are, and those are some pretty, those are some standard, you know, positions. Those are some solid key positions for them. So that that is their biggest. To know. Their biggest names at the probable, but they're still on the injury report, is Nick Mangold at center and Chris Johnson at running back. But Willie Colon at guard, he's also probable. So the with a lot of these players basically having small tweaks, that's if the Bears can take advantage of them. But the major ones are Eric Decker, that's questionable, and D. Milliner is mm-hmm. doubtful. So if we have to do a prediction, um, right now the Bears are, if you're into the betting lines, the Bears are the favorites. They are, as of right now, which is, is going to wait up until game time for those of you who know how this goes out of Vegas. Um, but right now they are five-point favorites, which was the line change this morning, the betting line change this morning. And so oh, it between Mike and Michael. Because they, were be- they were behind yeah, two it, days ago. It, they were. So maybe they feel like Jay Cutler can pull off another miracle game. Or what have you, but I mean, we from Mike and that until Michael, <laughs> right? So from Mike and <laughs> Michael, which um, you know, what are your thoughts and what are your predictions? Um, not necessarily score wise, but who will actually come out the victor in this game? I'm thinking the Bears are going to come out the victors, but it's not going to be it's not going to be such an easy task. Um, Rex. Um, Ryan is going to have the defense ready. Uh, it's not going to be a matter of we. they held us during the first half so we can easily come back during the second half. The Bears will have to stay, stay consistent throughout the entire game. Also, uh, whatever Mel Tucker said during halftime of last week's game, he needs to make that the pregame speech this week. Uh, there's no half-stepping. Half the pregame speech this week uh, needs to be ready uh, because they seem like they came out like a different team in the second half on defense. But you cannot do that against a Rex, uh, a Rex Ryan team on offense or defense. Sometimes they don't execute on offense, but they always come out ready. So uh, the, the, Packers, the Packers learned last week they just squeaked it out at the end because the, uh, the Jets came out ready against the Packers last week. They will come out ready. Rex Ryan's teams always come out ready to play. So the Bears, I'm although sorry, I think I'm they sorry. win. What? Did you say what? I said that Rex came out Ryan's of teams. What? <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Keep going. I'm sorry. I said, um, uh, you all are talking about how the Packers won last week? Yeah, I know they won. I didn't like that they won, but they won. 
But uh, Rex Ryan teams always come out ready. So the Bears have to come out consistent from start to finish. And although I think the Bears will win today, I don't think it's going to be a huge win. I think it's going to be a close well, game. So. It, you know what? It might have been a close game if they played today. But considering the thing. Yeah. <laughs> I want them to play today, but I want them to play tomorrow. Sorry. <laughs> a little bit more time. So you're rolling with the Bears. Michael, what you got? Who are you rolling with? Um, I may actually roll with the Bears this week. Yeah, I think I I, I don't know if it'll be. If, I'm thinking three points more than five though. Uh, I think if they do, it'll be that close. Cause it wasn't like they you know put together a full game of their second half last week. It's a total. Then I can see you know being a little bit further, but I definitely see like three points. And I, I really want to take a look at their special teams and see how they, um, how, if they've work, gotten worked, if they've worked on that because our returns have not been, you know, stellar at all. So I'm looking forward to it actually. Okay. So am I supposed to have an opinion on this? I really don't have one. Monday night football. Yeah, she never I don't have an opinion. opinion. I do have an opinion about the Bears, and I've gone with the Bears at times. I don't have an opinion. I like Geno Smith. Of course, I've always liked Michael Vick with the ups and the downs, never wavered on him. Um, but notice she still has not said she likes she likes Jay Cutler. She will never oh, say that. Her mouth will never form to say that. Yeah, she won't say that. Hey, it's, I, it's, it's broken when it comes to that. Got, you have to do a lot to you have to. It's kind of like, like a couple guys it. that try to say "I love you." <laughs> it never happen. Oh God! Yeah. So. <laughs> okay. That long. I will say that there will be some pretty good competition for them. I do like what I finally saw the burst in the second half of the game of what I saw from the Bears defense, how they executed, how they capitalized, and they aren't. I, I love how if they aren't in the position for a pick, you're not going to they, – they do whatever they can to stop the yards after the catch. Absolutely love that. I think that's that it finally clicked with them. Mel Tucker got his voice back, so maybe they understood what he was saying, and then they were like, oh, you're going to do that. That's going to work. Run after the catch was not a, it's not something that they allowed right, at all last week. I've that before. But so, so they got it. So to be honest, as much as I, I love both quarterbacks that play for the Jets, I will put my stamp on the Bears, but I don't think it's going to be by much. I don't think it's going to be by much, but if the Bears can pull it off, I believe that they have weapons, which we saw in training camp, that go beyond just Alshon Jeffrey and Brandon Marshall. Oh, definitely. There are some definitely. They just haven't had have the opportunity to be Exactly. So I I can honestly see Geno bombing them, bombing them for a few, but the only reason that I'm swinging toward the Bears is because when they pulled it together on defense, they really pulled it together, even the secondary. So I got stats all three. Yeah, sec- I, I have to give it to the secretary, the second secretary, the yeah, secondary. The second, yeah. <laughs> and the secretary's probably good too. She probably is. She gets a lot of phone calls. Their phone works. You're so funny. And you know, uh, so, Fuller, shout out to Mike at the Fuller. Bears. <laughs> yes, We're going to say Kyle Fuller played play, play like a grown man. Best. Like, I've dealt with tons of teams. He's. Amazing. Anybody that's ever dealt with him, he's so awesome. 
great staff yes, over there. Yes. So we're going to swing it around to my favorite team. I love all NFL. I love all sports, LFL, NCAA, all the way down to NAIA and heads up football. I'm on the heads up football field every chance I get. I love little five-year-olds playing football. Y'all want to see something funny and passionate, like coach that. Like they're so emotional. They're like, I didn't catch the ball. Okay, baby, nobody even threw it to you. But okay, next time. It's going to go your way. You can't be out of bounds, though. So it's like, I love it. It's just, oh, I love it. It's awesome. You want to see but somebody get I am struck. a Vikings fan. And, um, oh, now we can yawn. Mike, cue the yawn when we're talking about the Vikings. And nobody said the Packers. I said I was a Vikings fan. <laughs> Believe me, there's no yawn coming out of Eden Prairie, Minnesota. As I have to look at my squad, which has gone on record as probably some of the most arrests and, and turmoil ever on and off the field. Um, this has been an all They got more than Cincinnati? Wow. Yes. This has <laughs> That's been saying a lot. <laughs> a, a very hard week in football in general from the powers that be on down to the smallest fan. It, it just really has. It's been heartbreaking, and it's been very difficult. And there are a lot of very serious situations that need to be dealt with. And I just I sometimes hate when media gets a hold of things because media is out for ratings, and they have to put their own spin on it. And and absolutely, I, I, I bless them all and may the best outcome come out of this because it's, it's – as, Every situation, from even those that everyone doesn't know about, is is pretty serious. It's a lot of rethinking and restructuring that has to go on. So, with that being said, it's hard for a lot of us in Minnesota. I won't say everybody, but a lot of us who are Vikings fans, and we were looking at what could have ended up being the best running back in the game. With and I almost feel like if I had the sound bite. From the rap song, like it was all good just a week ago. Like it, it, it happened that fast, and it, it's spread and it's gotten out of hand. Um, sponsors are are dropped. The Radisson dropped them, you know, and then it spawned the issue with Nike when Nike drops Peterson. Now we've got a bigger issue because now people are kind of calling Nike out on their validity and not only dropping Peterson but also dropping Michael Vick during his time of turmoil. While there are other players, um, Hope Solo being one, that has domestic issues on record and she hasn't been dropped. A couple people are even questioning when Adidas dropped Kobe Bryant and Nike picked him up and he was definitely convicted of rape. So it's it's just it's amazing how things are spiraling out of control. I almost wish like we would go to the playoffs in October and have a Super Bowl in November and just try this all again next year. And I am a diehard, dedicated, devoted football fan and I always will be. But this is rough. So swinging around to our Vikings, I'm going to kick it off with the injury report. While my injury report is not a novel, it is against the Saints, and um, we don't like them. We don't like them. I have balloons <laughs> that float across my room and say 2009. We just don't. It's not a good look. But the Vi the Saints have had their troubles too. I mean, Sean Payton out a year. Oh, God bless the people who have to sit in the front office of the NFL, though I want to be one of them. It's just a lot. So when we look at the injury report, we're already without um, the starter team. So Peterson's out and definitely deactivated. He's on the very brand new um, list, of which I called detention, in the NFL. <laughs> and 
I mean, I mean, that's like the equivalent of it. Like, okay, I'm gonna pay you, but, but, I, and I understand it too. Sometimes Can it you just call it detention. It is. It is because it's like it that's like. When, when you think about detention in school, okay, you've done something, you get detention, and until I can prove that it's worse than that, you're not expelled, but you're in trouble. And that's like what I see this list, like, okay, you're going to get paid. We're not kicking you out of school yet until we really know what's going on, but you're in trouble. You're in trouble. You go sit down over there with, with that one teacher who don't have a life after school, and you stay in that desk. So that's where we are. <laughs> The one teacher that don't have a life after school. Wow. Loved running detention. I'm like, don't you want to do something else with your life? So with that being said, this is a, a matchup that we've been waiting for. We just didn't want to see it like this. We actually wanted to um, come out to the matchup with a great arm, a great veteran arm from Castle, some play from Teddy Bridgewater, um, Cordero, Mr. CP Flash, making some of the most amazing catches, running balls in for touchdowns. Um, definitely Grant Jennings is always the stellar wideout backup. We wanted to see balls with Kyle Rudolph. I don't know if he needs some stickum this week because I, I, I think I don't, I don't know how many balls he dropped, but I would appreciate it if he didn't do that this week. I just, just well, for my let's heart. Let's start to you with Matt Castle not throwing it to the other team. Well, he forgot he wasn't even playing for them. Like he was like, "Oh, these my boys." Like I think he totally forgot. I think you're not a patriot. Don't don't do that. Like so, I really think that he was like, "Yo, my homies, I remember you. We used to be in the locker room. Oh, catch! Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. We got on purple. It was just, it was hard. You're gonna uh, any good defense should be picking off another team's ball. So interception number yeah, one. Not that I, many. I, I, oh no, I by number four, I was like, you know what? <sighs> And it's not even last call, and I gotta. I just wow, it was it was hard to see. It 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 was just it was hard to see. It was hard to see bombs being thrown to Kyle Rudolph. He couldn't hold on to the ball. Kyle is a, an amazing tight end. I absolutely love him. But you gotta you gotta hold on to some of those passes. Um, and it just you know we we've been calling for Matt Castle to air it out. Yeah, we know he's got the arm and the capability, and he trusts his receivers. He just was airing it out to the DBs of the other team. Some kind of way, so there you go. So I don't expect to see that. I think he's pulled it together for this week. They're going up against the Saints, which is a battle. The Saints have some things to work on, too. Drew Brees has not been stellar at all. Oh, no, he has not. He uh, has not. I think, boy I think he thinks he's good before every game. I don't know what's up with him. And I like Drew. And I got Drew on a fantasy league. Trying to dodge all Vikings fans, but it's fantasy football. It's not real. So I have him on, on a fantasy league, and I've just been shocked at what I've been seeing from Drew. Hopefully Drew will come around, pull it together in this game, and I, I believe Matt will. But here's the issue. Look at the injury report. The Vikings. As of right now, Chad Greenway, major blow. Excellent on defense, linebacker, one after my own heart. He is out. Well, he's not out, but he is still questionable, probably will be out for hand and rib injury. We've got um, wide out Rodney Smith out. We've got Brandon Wise, Sharif Floyd, Phil Lolo, Michael Mounty, Daryl Patterson. Ooh, he's probable. That's injury. Xavier Rose, Brian, probable. Kyle Rudolph, probable, and should probably hold on to the ball if he gets in the game. So, yeah. That's the, that's the top of the whole rest of the season.
play it again, Sam. Because <laughs> I said... Hey. That sound, that that sound is going to get uh, a game ball this week from every team. <laughs> well, now that sound there is the season we thought we were going to have, but you know it's it's uh it's 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 a little crazy right now. So, and I don't have any Arian Foster today, so I think I need to go in and um totally like. Drop him. It's, this is this is absolutely nuts. So well, I, I will say this: we're talking about it from the Viking standpoint, but um, I know uh, Saints fans need to make one phone call, if no other phone calls. They need to call Rob Ryan and tell him to get his defense together. Rob Ryan's defense is looking like the Bears' defense three weeks ago. And Mel Tucker. So, um, Rob Ryan's defense has been looking like Mel Tucker's defense did a few weeks ago. Because <laughs> Rob Ryan's supposed to be this great defensive guru, but uh, he has not looked guru-like these uh, first couple of weeks in New Orleans. New Orleans okay. has great defensive players. New Orleans has a great defensive guru, but apparently they're not on the same page because these teams, Atlanta, uh, had a field day against New Orleans. And, and, and see what had happened was, okay, Rob well, Ryan, get now, your stuff you together. To, where are you trying to go? Okay, here's 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 the thing. Um, New Orleans has a couple struggles. They did pay. An amazing tight end who thinks he's a wide out, and so they got to keep him. Vikings have tons of trouble, but they still have some quality players. Both teams have some amazing quality players. We get Drew Brees head in the game. We get Matt Castle's head in the game. It might be a really good matchup because, in a sense, they are evenly matched when you look at them on paper, and then you actually move to the field. I've watched film of both. I've integrated the film, and it's honestly a matchup now. Had um, Adrian not been going through the legal matters that he's going through, amongst other things. Matt Castle being a little bit more solid, not coming off a game with four picks. It it would have definitely gone in the Vikings' favor. But right now, we're looking at the betting lines. And once again, for those that are into that, they are not the favorites. Um, they actually are at an 11-point, as of right now, deficit. And it's being ruled that the Saints will win. But again, the Saints have are having their own troubles within their own team with with just their injury list and keeping it moving. They have um some key injuries but it's it's nothing like what is listed right now as questionable and probable for the Saints uh, for the Vikings, I'm sorry. So I if I had to pick today, I honestly don't know who I mean I would love the Vikings to be able to pull it out. I'm sorry. Do we know if they plan on playing um, Charles Johnson at all today? Um, let's see if it's still probable question or it's questionable. I'm sorry, it's just very touchy for me. No, he's a wide receiver. He's a receiver they just picked up from Cleveland, right? But they, yeah. Um, that's the game plan as of right now. 
And if we look at the injuries for the Saints, I mean, you've got Marcus Bell, David Hawthorne, Mark Ingram, Eric Long, Johnny Goodwin, my boy, yay, Senator Johnny, Kyle Knox, and so Curtis Lofton, which are pretty key. Um, the last three are probable, but still, what? just lay hands on my team. And um, hopefully they actually put up a battle, and I would hope that at game time by – game start today that Cordero goes from questionable to actually starting, but we, we don't know. So it's it's a it's a tough one. It's a tough one. I have to roll with the Saints as a Vikings fan. There's nothing that you ever want to do, so I'm just not rolling with nobody. It's Vikings or nothing, but I would not be surprised or shocked if the Saints pull it off, but I think it'll be a battle. And I still haven't given up. Maybe, maybe this change and the fact that these are weapons that the defense has not had a chance to set up for with the changes that have to be made for this game. Maybe it could even work in the Vikings factor. So I'm not totally giving up on them, but I'm, I'm right now I'm just totally flat across the board with with this one. I'm, that's, yeah, that's, it that's is kind I of a hard – it's a hard game to have an opinion about. <laughs> considering all the changes no, and also it's considering – It's easy for me to say Vikings lose. You don't want anybody in the Why NFC North to win. Because it, 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 it's not. It's really not um, because the Bears are in the NFC North. And you can't take this personal. I can't I can't ever crap on another team because of my personal favorite team because of football across the board. And I have to look at the matchup. Oh, no, no. You put on the field. That's not why I'm saying that. I'm, I'm literally thinking uh, similar to last week, when I picked uh, the Patriots, it wasn't because I I didn't want the Vikings to win. Uh, it's I look at the way the teams that a team played previously, and the Patriots needed to get the bad taste out of their mouth after losing to Miami. No one, a, a lot of people are still shocked about the Saints going 0-2 and still have picked the Saints to win their division, expecting them to climb out and this be the game to get them on that road. Well, you know, but if I was a Saints, if I was a Saints fan, though, with with all the the the, the damage that's happened to Minnesota, yes, I would see this again as an amazing opportunity to come out of the hole. At the same time, is it really valid? Like we, it, if a lot of these key players are not in the game. Of course, you take advantage of what you can take advantage of, but that doesn't put you up against, you know, in a position to say, yes, we've made it. Bring on the next team because they're damaged emotionally and a little bit yeah, injured reserve. So I I don't think it'll be like easy. I, said, I'm not I think saying the Vikings are coming to play. They're coming to play their little hearts out because what else can they do? This is what they do. Mm-hmm. It's just I think the hoopla around what's been going on with the team for the last two weeks is the reason the betting line is where it is and the reason so many people are thrown in the towel and Vikings fans will never concede to the Saints or Denny <laughs> Green ever. So that's my take on it. And we still have a divisional matchup, our first divisional matchup of the season of 2014, and it comes between – the Detroit Lions and the Packers, the Green Bay Packers. Yes, the first big matchup of the season for the division. And if you were alive last year on Thanksgiving and you liked anything that looked like football and you watched it, it was the molly whopping of the century. 
And the sad thing was I was actually working a soup kitchen and there were a couple of people that were about to go hungry because I was just holding their bowl, putting food in it, but it was falling all down because I was looking at the TV like, are you, who are you, what is this? So it, it, dude, the Tampa game was better than what, what I, the kicker couldn't find the goal post. It was, it was amazing. And so now we're back. And there was a lot of factors that played into that. Like Aaron Rodgers had to watch this debacle from the sideline. He was injured. They had to go find Scott Tolzien, wherever he was, somewhere, doing something of the side. They, they went to get him. And it, it was just a debacle because Aaron Rodgers is such a good leader of that team. He's one of my favorite quarterbacks. He always will be one of my favorite quarterbacks. You know, last two games, it looks like the season is wearing on him just a little bit. It's 10 years in, but definitely across the board, amazing quarterback. He makes things happen that you shouldn't discount double check. I don't know what else to say, but he pulls it together. <laughs> he makes it happen. And so this year we're now seeing and, and it's something that we even it's talked about in our meeting. I mean, I don't know what else to say. Um, we talked about it in our meeting. And while everyone stomped around and talked about the undisciplined Lions last season, I feel like they've been tamed. We talked about it like their fire is gone. This was not what I expected. I expected to see them take their talent and control it, not tame it. It's like they went from a roar and being radical to like, you know, meow, like, meow. Like, you know, I just, it's, it's a little frightening. It's a little scary. And this is a big key matchup for them to bounce back. So I'm going to see you guys take on it. I think the Packers can take it just because I'm not confident in the Lions. I left the season not confident in the Lions. I gave them some time to pull it all back together, and I'm just – I think they went a little too calm. Like, it's too much chamomile. I, cheese. I don't know. I think, I think the offense needs to be animal from the Muppets, and the defense needs to be Tasmanian devil. Because, like you said, I like control. Adam. Can we get him on the show? I do. Too. I think <laughs> awesome. I like that. I got him. Bring him on the show. He don't even say no other words. <laughs> Best kind of guess to ask. <laughs> uh, but literally, I think you were correct in saying control versus tame is the is the key comparison because. They are. They seem to be very disciplined, but they don't have that fire that they once had. And oh, having that oh. fire, having that fire when they were out there, I'll use a per, one of their players as a perfect example. Reggie Bush. We joked one week about him being a healthy injury. He's always healthy, he but he's always injured. But he the reality was. He, he used to play through it. Right now, I'm not so confident that he's going to play through it. Calvin Johnson, you were confident that he was going to go up and get a ball. And while I'm still confident Calvin Johnson can go up and get anything, I'm not confident that Matt Stafford can throw it in a direction so Calvin Johnson can go get it. Do you get my point? I get your point. And I think Calvin Johnson didn't get the memo to not be Tasmanian Devil. He's still out there being Tad. Everybody else. Yeah, he. <laughs> he didn't get the memo. So with this matchup, um, there are some key injuries. Um, and Michael, I'm gonna let you take it away because I know there's some injuries on both sides of the ball on both teams. I'm sorry. Um, 
that may play a role in today's matchup and outcome. Well, and we standing. have Brian Beluga, exactly. They uh, tackle <laughs> his knee injury. He's questionable. Belaga, Beluga, Belaga, Belaga, Beluga. Brian won't be playing today. Casey Hayward, cornerback. <laughs> he he hurt his uh his glutes. I guess. Well, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's questionable because his butt hurts. <laughs> uh, yeah, he got Hyde. all butt hurt. Man, just hey, just I'm just saying, his glue hurt. Uh, all right. Right. That was one so, for the ladies. His glue hurt. Think about his that, ladies. Glue hurt, girl. See, just. <laughs> Micah Hyde, DB, he's probable. Brad Jones, linebacker, has a quadricep injury. He's out. And Andy Malumba, he is also out with his knee injury from the Packers. On the Detroit side of the ball, Ezekiel Ansa, the end, he's questionable. They have questionable, probable, questionable, doubtful. Three outs. Travis Lewis, linebacker, he's out. Quadricep injury. Cassius Vaughn, he's out, cornerback with an ankle injury. Uh, no, no. Uh, Are you serious? Green. No. Yes, yes he is out. Their novel isn't as long as the Bears novel, but their novel is long. Too. Their novel isn't as long, but it's impactful. <laughs> yes, they don't have a novel. They have a daily reader. Oh, they have a reader. Yeah, they have no. They have a novella. They have a novella. Now, now, if the lions come alive, we are making ourselves laugh oh, over yeah. here like crazy today. Oh, God. That's what the show is about today. Me. You have to. You have to. Have you seen the week? And I have to. And have you watched? Have you watched the news? Have to be a news? part of what's going on. Hey, like, man. You have to laugh. laugh. Oh, yeah. And like, then uh, there, Adrian Waddle. Is there? Yeah. We have another silent person in the studio with us. Um, you can always find her on Danny's window, but she is cracking up and dancing in the background. Yeah. That is our set director. Every amazing photo comes from Mike and, and Danny, so we definitely applaud she them. She probably up. doesn't like that. She's calling out I time out. her to get down and crawl spaces to take photos on the field, but she fits. She fits. She gets it done. So Mike, She's that woman that Daddy. tried to call out for wearing that throwback Jared Allen jersey the other day. You, you, you know what? We are not. <laughs> we we're not. We are talking about the Packers and the Lions. Oh, I'm talking about Danny. We are talking about the Packers and the Lions. We have not completed that. I'm actually rolling. Okay, so let's just do this. Please, yeah, I'm rolling with the Packers. And that's just that. Um, I love you, Reggie Bush. I've always loved Reggie Bush. Megatron fan. The defensive front on paper is amazing. I want to see the defensive front come alive again. I want that explosiveness. Just because you have been held accountable and you're, you're sort of on a more disciplined mind frame doesn't mean you have to be that tame. I know they had a lot to deal uh, with. You, the benching you, of you can still, like, you it's, can it's still play with it. You can still play loose and the play fun and, and be right, out there and, 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 and do it. You know the Lions, we know it's coming. 
We know it's coming. Yeah, like, you, you know. don't have to be like, pardon me, I'm going to tackle you. Like, that's just what I feel like I'm seeing. Like, you know, I'm going to face plant you. It's going to be okay. There are people on the side of the <laughs> people on the side. The trainers will help you, okay? I just want you to know it's coming. Like, before, they were just, like, smashing people. Like, I, I miss that, Detroit. Come on. Bring it back. Y'all might not be a match for the Packers this time around, though, because they refused to leave with the molly whopping that they took on Thanksgiving. They're going to give all of that back to y'all. And Eddie, Eddie Lacy going to wear his helmet and, and, and show y'all. That's what he's going to do. So I'm rolling with the Packers. I don't know what you guys are going with. I think uh, I'm, I'm rolling with the Packers, too. I'm, I just can't see myself. Yeah, the Lions aren't. They don't have any war. It's not like, like you said, it's like a kitten. When you really come down to it, it's like, all right, we're tame now. Yeah, we're just gonna sit over here and Oh, I didn't mean to hit you. And I think they're trying to they're really trying to they're they're really trying to put it. They're trying to find that balance. They're they're looking for the balance to be able to to be like, okay, we can play discipline but but still be ourselves. And you can Right, still have that fire. And I mean it is week three. So they have thirteen after today they have thirteen games to go. So we are both Yeah, but I'm still I'm rolling with the pack. I'm gonna roll with the Packers on this one. I think they're gonna, like you said, after after last um, Thanksgiving, they gonna they have some things, some payback to and do. And the Packers have a different, they have a different mindset this year. So it's two for the Packers. Um, Mike, anywhere from you? I, I'm calling this a push game, but if I had mm-hmm. to pick, because it's the Packers, that's why you're pushing. But okay, no, go ahead. no, 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 because honestly. I think the Lions should win this game. I'm just not thinking that – I'm not thinking that they will. I think the Lions should win this game, but I'm thinking the Packers might pull it off. But the fact that I'm so teetering on both sides of that, that's why I'm calling it a push. You know I'm not afraid to politically correctly uh, go to the other side. I'm just not really having one side or the other to pick on this one. Um, I politically correctly picked like four teams last week without saying their names. Just this time, I just can't pick. I think the Packers might beat Detroit, but I'm thinking Detroit should win, if that made any sense whatsoever. Detroit has a nice aerial attack, but we'll 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 see because I think the Packers defense coming to play. I'm going to swing it back around to the Vikings really quick. I know when we went through the injury list, um, I did have Chad Greenway on there as basically questionable. He has he does have a broken hand. He has been cleared to play and will be active in today's game against the Saints. Wow. Um, he is going to play. They 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 need it. I don't, I would I would hate to see further injury come, but they need it. So in moving past our wonderful, fun, happy, happy, fun time when it came down to our picks today. There are a couple other things that we can uh, talk about as we segue out of the show. We've got a couple minutes. And the one person on the show who loves to rant, well, Michael, um, would you like to go ahead and rant? My my rant thing in general, this time is going to go towards the fact that we all love sports. And all of those that are listening to us, I'm sure you all love sports. But my biggest problem 
across the board with too many sports, both positive and negative. I am sick and tired of sporting events becoming the human interest show. Honestly, <sighs> Oh my goodness. If I wanted to watch a human interest show, I would turn to Extra, Access Hollywood, uh, Entertainment Tonight, TMZ, uh, 60 Minutes, a host of other types of shows, 2020, all of that stuff. I don't want the human interest. I want to watch the sport. I love things like JRW, but I wanted to watch those boys play baseball. I love things... Uh, like knowing about the news when it comes to Adrian Peterson and Ray Rice and and Dwyer and McDonald, I I think we need to know that information. But once the game is on, let's watch the game. I don't need to watch a whole halftime of human interest. I want to talk about what oh, happened in the first half. I, I don't need to watch a whole pregame of things. Uh, what happened the previous week, which let's talk about what we think is going to happen yes. today. Um, and this oversensitive society of everything. Oh, Good gosh. Sports is supposed to be our escape. Let's, attain, let's continue to allow it to be our escape and enjoy the sport during the sporting event. I love football. Let's watch football. I love baseball. Let's watch baseball. I love basketball. Let's watch basketball. And when we want to talk about those human interest things, I understand that they are news. They have to be talked about. But once the event starts, let's enjoy the event and not everything else. And, yes, that's where I'm going with it, and I hope I'm done. And I want your opinions this time on my rant for a change. For a change. So we will put that out I there. Actually, I, I, I think. Go ahead, Cass. Mm-mm, no. I want, <laughs> I want to hear exactly where you're going. No, I, I do. I want to hear exactly where you're going because I just I, – I, I'm kind of with him, and I, I have to bring it down a notch because this is the field that I actually work in. I'm, I mean, I'm – trained to work in it and I continue to train and this is very dear to me as a sport and as a profession and I've just really seen the turn that social media can make it all better and they can make it amazingly worse but the just some of the over sensitive reactions I remember some I was taught sometimes the best thing to do is be quiet and listen before you speak and I just And I'm a fact finder. Of course, what I do, I have to, I don't care if I'm not first to break something. I want to be right when I break it. So that's another issue that I have. So there are so many things. And and this is not saying that the incidents that we are looking looking at and that are coming to light are good incidents and, and that they should be overlooked. But that's totally not what I'm saying. And everyone is entitled to their opinion. It's just the manner. I mean, all of the, I don't even know how anything can even go to be presented in front of a jury. Everything's completely tainted and full of feelings. Like I swear, when I for the last five days, I've opened up Twitter and I I really think the feeling song just started like feelings, nothing more than I I just swear that's all I heard for like seven hours on my timeline and it it oh. 
it, it's it's a lot. It's 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 a lot. I've been emotional. I don't even know you, Ray Rice. I'm emotional for you. I I don't know. <laughs> Roger Goodell to stand that he took a beating. Whether you like him, whether you like what he's done, what he hasn't done, what he wants to do, no matter how you feel, it took a lot to have to stand up there. And I know it comes with the territory, but it still took a lot to stand up there and admit what he had to admit and take what he had to take in that press conference. So this is a lot of emotion. I had to see if it was the 28th day or something. It was just a lot of emotion everywhere. I didn't. <laughs> it's much. It's much. And, uh, and when I I know we call it Mike's rants, and I'm usually more rantful when I when I say these things. But it's not just this past week in football. It's not just the previous week with the NBA. It's also about the positive stories. Don't get me wrong. There are positive stories. Like for example. Last season during the playoffs, or I don't even know if it was the playoffs, uh, Yannick Noah was watching uh, his son Joe Kim Noah play a game of basketball. Uh, And they wanted to interview Yannick Noah. And Yannick Noah was sitting there like, I'm trying to watch my son. And literally human interest, while the sporting event is going on, people want to enjoy that. Uh, so it is not just the the negative; it's the positive too. We have got to learn to enjoy the sporting event for what made it a good event to begin with. Trying to create other things to talk about only takes away from it. So when I when I and say let's enjoy the human. event, I'm sorry that I'm sorry that everyone thinks that like people are people are superhuman, and that's where your actual faith lies in another person. But if the air is human, then it doesn't stop when you become an athlete. Yes, there's a little um, bit more responsibility on your shoulders, but it does not stop when you become an athlete. People make mistakes. People need help and counseling and a good support team, and people need to understand that when I make a mistake, there are repercussions. But the, the superhuman thinking that because I suit up, and I run across the field, or I hit a ball, or I can dunk on you, or I can run faster down the track, makes you superhuman. That can't be because y'all said they can't take HGH to just take them to another level. So they're still human, and they still air. And we still got to keep them moving. And the, the, the term support system has been proven over and over this week and culminated with NFL Networks of Football Life in Brandon Marshall. The the concept of a second chance, wow. He he solidifies the term second chance. <laughs> um, but realistically, like we said, let's enjoy the event. And one of the things I'm sure our listeners have noticed in the last few weeks, with all of the news going on, we could have concentrated on the drama. We want to concentrate mm-hmm. on the sport at hand. Okay. And that's okay. uh, per- we do we do that purposely because we enjoy the this sport. But come on, guys, let's enjoy what we're talking about. Let's have fun. And you heard us crack jokes on each other all day today, and we will continue to do that all season. All season, all season. It's about football with us. It's about football and bringing football to our fans. So, with that being said. I guess that wraps up another amazingly hilarious, sound effect, fun-filled show for Football Fan Rush. I'm your host, Cass. I've got Mike and Michael 
on both sides of me, bringing you our fan thoughts from a fan perspective. Thank you guys so much for tuning in.